It's Tamna Ibini Jessica McPurple, and you're listening to the Wheels Fall Off podcast. Guess what? I came up with a theme. He confided in Sandra, that's his mother-in-law and Sammy's grandmother, about his plans and asked her to recommend a really good nanny. Okay, now, I, I didn't want to start from Sandra, but it seems like I have to start from Sandra because what is this now? So right now, she's grieving the loss of two people. She's grieving the loss of her daughter and her granddaughter. This comes firmly under danger to yourself or others. Your mother-in-law is an active danger to your daughter. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wheels Fall Off podcast. Now, in the previous episode, you may recall that I couldn't come up with anything. I couldn't come up with any all-encompassing word. Well, on today's episode, guess what? I came up with a theme. I found a word that may embody all the emotions in this story. Now... It may not embody every single emotion, but at least it captures the majority of it. And that word is coping. C-O-P-I-N-G, coping. Yep. Now, if you've ever grieved the loss of a loved one, a parent, a sibling, a friend, someone very dear to your heart, you will totally understand what coping mechanisms are because I'm sure you must have gone through a plethora of them, many coping mechanisms trying to find the one best fitted to you. Now coping mechanisms could be good, they could be bad, and the bad ones abound. All of us know that the bad ones abound. And in this story, we're about to see hmm, an unlikely bad coping mechanism, a very original bad coping mechanism, I must say. Let's get right into it, shall we? Now, in the story for today, we have three major characters. The first character is a sweet four-month-old baby, and she's been given a name here, so I'm just going to use her original name that was posted, Sammy. The second character is Sammy's dad. It doesn't say what his age is, but Sammy's dad is a widower. Now, let's give our widower a name, Um, James. So, James is a widower whose wife passed on at the age of 34 just after giving birth to her sweet daughter. The final character in this story is Sandra. Sandra is the grandmother of Sammy and the mother-in-law of James. Now, I'm going to read the personal account of their story. James says that he lost his wife, who was 34 years old, just a couple minutes after she gave birth to Sammy. She had a really difficult pregnancy and James had to take an indefinite leave from work when she was due and when she died to take care of sammy as soon as sammy clocked four months old james had to go back to work now before he went to work he confided in sandra that's his mother-in-law and sammy's grandmother about his plans and asked her to recommend a really good nanny to assist him in taking care of his daughter when he was at work now sandra being the mother-in-law and the grandmother of Sammy offered to Nanny Sammy for free. Now, James turned down this offer, but told Sandra that she is free to come by the house anytime during the day if she feels uncomfortable with the Nanny looking after Sammy. But Sandra insisted on doing it herself. So James gave in and said yes. He gave her a copy of his house keys. Now some time has passed and they have finally established a daily routine. This daily routine being that Sandra comes in 30 minutes before James leaves for work and 
30 minutes after he comes home. She goes on to stay for dinner and leaves after putting Sammy to sleep. Everything was fine for the first couple of weeks until James noticed that Sammy wasn't eating as much. Her baby formula was barely touched, so he asked Sandra about it and why Sammy wasn't feeding very well. Sandra said that she was trying to breastfeed Sammy. At first, James thought that Sandra was joking, but he realized that she wasn't actually joking. Sandra said, Sammy needs to latch for a few minutes every day to activate, in quotation marks, her milk production. James went berserk. He almost lost it and told her that she cannot do that and she needs to stop it immediately. Upon seeing his reaction, Sandra reassured James that she will never do it again. After promising James and reassuring him that she would never try to breastfeed Sammy again, James caught Sandra again. He walked into Sandra in Sammy's room while she was trying to force Sammy to latch. James confronted Sandra and told her that she was no longer Sammy's nanny. He didn't ask for the house keys back though, and she was still welcome to visit anytime she liked. After taking leave from work, James found another nanny, but two days into her employment, she never returned. James called her to find out why she hadn't returned to work, and the nanny confided in him that his mother, in quotation marks, fired her the day before. Now, James asked the nanny to describe the woman who had fired her. The nanny went on to accurately describe Sandra, and James was livid. Apparently, Sandra came in the house using her key and fired the new nanny. James was about to call her when she showed up at his doorstep and fed him a convoluted story about how he hired an incompetent nanny. He told her to leave, but she refused and told him that she was going to call Child Protective Services because he was endangering Sammy. They argued back and forth before he called the police and she was charged with trespassing. Now, James says that he knows that his mother-in-law is grieving the loss of her daughter. He is as well, but she crossed the line when she disregarded his wishes. She is very upset with him. So is his sister-in-law and his brother-in-law, who thinks he's ruthless, and now he is second-guessing himself. That is the reason why he posted this story. Now, there's a little more detail before we come to the end of this narration. James went ahead to call Child Protective Services to tell them about the situation. James' mother came over to help to look over Sammy and look at other options. Now, James' mom is a retired family law attorney. Talking about security, James says that he has a doorbell camera and he is ready to beef up his home security system. His brother-in-law and sister-in-law know and understand the whole story about why Sandra was charged with trespassing and about the forced feeding, the forced breastfeeding. But they just believe that it was cruel and unnecessary to do that to a grieving mother. We have come to the end of the narration of this story and let me just tell you my brain is everywhere like why do these stories constantly blow my mind <laughs> i don't know why i guess because they're so uncanny because who would have thought what form of coping mechanism is trying to breastfeed a baby from your granny boobies what kind of coping mechanism is that okay now I, I didn't want to start from sandra but it seems like i have to start from sandra because what is this now Sandra is a 56 year old, so she is grown. She is grown, grown, but still basically in her midlife. Like she isn't, she isn't like 70 something year old granny. So I guess 
milk production didn't come so difficult to her <laughs> i don't know she knows what she has done is wrong obviously like she's grown enough to ascertain that there are boundaries and you shouldn't be crossing boundaries especially with a grieving widower now i understand that sandra is grieving as well she's grieving the loss of her 34 year old daughter and it says that she's 56 so that means she must have had her daughter while she was rather young 22 it seems and she definitely wants to you know be as close to her grandchild as possible but do you see she has just messed up that opportunity to be close to her grandchild so right now she's grieving the loss of two people she's grieving the loss of her daughter and her granddaughter i wish sandra had made better decisions for instance respecting the wishes of the father of her granddaughter that's really all she had to do to spin this entire situation around you know your family is recovering from a loss or at least trying to recover from a loss you have no business adding to the issues on ground you have no business adding to the sorrow so that's for sandra now for james james is well within his rights to file for trespassing to report to child protective services he's well within his rights because uh, not feeding a child enough that's that's an infant i mean they could die of starvation i mean they're sudden infant death and I'm sure starvation or malnutrition is a leading cause in sudden infant death. So to put Sammy in a position like that, oh my God, I'm sure James must have even been blaming himself as well. He must have been blaming her, but yes, he might have been blaming himself for not being a good enough father, seeing as he even had to take leave again from work. So it's a crazy situation. It's really crazy. Now, brother-in-law and sister-in-law, I understand your sentiments, but hello... You are not the parent of this child. You are not the parent of this child. Neither is your mother. Okay. I understand that you're mad at James for, um, for calling the police on your mother. But what would you have done in that situation? Think about it. As a brother-in-law or sister-in-law here, I, I mean, I would be mad that my mom is in that kind of situation. But hello, it is obviously her fault. Sandra is the one in the wrong in this situation, in my candid opinion. Now... Let's go ahead and read some comments from people. This commenter says, her trying to breastfeed your daughter without your permission is gross and completely wrong. Beyond that, she fired your nanny. I'd ask for your key back and set some serious boundaries. I agree with this commenter. Another comment says, change the locks. With the way she was hurdling over the boundaries you set, I wouldn't be surprised if she made copies and make sure to tell the nanny not to let anyone in. I'm so sorry for your loss. You are not to blame for this situation. Everyone has the right to grieve, but no one, no matter who they are, has the right to weaponize that grief and use it to hold you hostage. I'm so sorry. These people should be rallying around you to support you and not creating chaos. I hope you and your baby have support from your side of the family and hopefully the reasonable members of your wife's family. Exactly what I said. This commenter just read my mind basically because this is a moment where the whole family is giving a loss you shouldn't be trying to create more problems when there's you know sorrow in the air when there's grief in the air so you understand so i really hope that he has a better support system in his family he has people rallying around him and his baby trying to comfort them in this period someone else advised that he has to get cameras for his home now he already mentioned that in the story he says that he has a doorbell camera and he's going to get more surveillance around his house which is great now, now i'm going to read the final comments to this story and we're going to come to the close of this episode babies need to be fed 
What your mother-in-law did isn't a small thing. Babies need to be fed. If you don't feed a baby, it will die exactly what I said about SID. This comes firmly under danger to yourself or others. Your mother-in-law is an active danger to your daughter. Maybe call the mental health or crisis services program in your area and find out what can be done. Mother-in-law may be having some type of mental health breakdown. If that is the case, there needs to be intervention, involuntary if necessary. But the police and legal system may be less appropriate than the mental health system. Now, I didn't even consider that. And that's, um, that's a probability. It may actually be a mental health issue. Yes, it is likely a coping mechanism, but this could be an underlying mental health issue as well, especially for the mother-in-law. She needs to see a therapist, okay? She needs to go into therapy. She needs to... There has to be a cause, basically, because I don't see any normal human being trying to forcefully breastfeed an infant up to the point where they become a danger to themselves and to the infant. So we have come to the end of this episode. If you've listened so far, I'm really grateful now. I would like to implore you to share this episode, share this podcast link with as many friends as you have, and tell your friends to share it to their friends, and tell your friends' friends to share it to their friends' friends and their families, yes. Share it everywhere. (laughs) Share it to as many people as you can, and tell them that you can guarantee one thing. They will be entertained and learn a thing or two. That's the end of this episode. See you in the next one. Bye.